Hi, this is Jeannie Patel-Thompson from ListenToYourGut.com, and today I have Dr. Katerina Johnson, who is a medical doctor from Austria, um, but she is practicing in the U.S. as a medical intuitive, which is pretty cool. And I've had a personal session with Dr. Katerina, and um, it was very powerful and very useful and I wanted to bring her work um, to you guys and help you get an understanding of what a medical intuitive does and the gifts that Dr. Katerina has to offer all of us. So um, welcome Katerina, so great to have you on the call. Thank you Jeannie for having me. And I wanted to start, let's get into your story um, to just mm-hmm. let people know how did you get into this line of work and how did you end up combining your MD with your medical intuitive skills? Yes. Um, Well, you know, I think I've always wanted to be um, a healer when I was a child, and I also was fortunate to, you know, grow up in a very progressive um, community, and I went to a Waldorf school, and there, you know, they they kind of helped me keeping my... um, curiosity as a child and also you know we were always seeing things like you know the grown-ups wouldn't see mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that you know as a child is is quite natural that we have some intuitive abilities but often when we go to conventional school or so it's not really fostered yeah and um so wait, so, I need I need to jump in. So the Waldorf school that you went to, which is my absolute favorite method of schooling, by the way. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I love Waldorf. Um, but there is no, there are no schools in our area whatsoever. So it's I wish they had as many schools as they have in Europe. But anyway, mm-hmm. in the Waldorf school, as a child, were you able to talk about your intuitive abilities or the things you were seeing that were not? strictly in this dimension or was it just oh absolutely yeah 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 absolutely and you know it was really sweet because I went to kindergarten there too and you know the teachers they always would ask you so what did you see when you went out into the garden and so it was really fostered there and um, I think that was very helpful and um, so yeah then I I went on and went to medical school because that's what you do in Austria when you want to be a healer because there they don't really have Chiropract, uh, chiropractic or, you know, um, natural paths, that's not possible. So you have to be an, a medical doctor to do all these things. Mm. And um, actually, I really liked being, you know, I, I loved studying about the body. I really did. But what I realized at some point was that, especially when I went through, you know, through residency, that, you know, it, there is really not a lot of answers that, you know, Western medicine has for um, chronic diseases. And so it's very good. Western medicine is very good with if you have an accident and if, you know, if something is acute. But mm-hmm. for chronic diseases, there is just no, there are just no answers. Mm-hmm. And I had my own share of health concerns and health issues because I was diagnosed with two autoimmune diseases around the age of 18. And so everything that I heard is that everything everybody else hears when they are diagnosed with a chronic disease is normally what they hear is this this is chronic, there's nothing you can do, and here is the pill, right? And that is very frustrating. And what I realized later on is that it is very, very disempowering too. Mm. And it's disempowering for 
for a lot of reasons. Um, first, when you hear, when a doctor tells you that this is chronic, there's nothing you can do, then normally what happens is that we believe the doctor, right? Because that's how we're trained. We are, we are also trained to, at least in, the, in Europe, to listen to the doctor. And so I realized this later that I was kind of um, under a negative spell, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it, no, it's, we, it's yeah. absolutely true, and it can come. I just did a, um, a blog post a couple of weeks ago about, mm-hmm. you know, a reader who'd received a reading from a psychic, and the psychic saw this illness and this big struggle and stuff, and it was the same thing. I was like, okay, it's okay to say what you know, as in mm-hmm. the situation of a doctor, from your perspective and from your right. experience, but can you frame it within the framework of positivity rather exactly. so that you are not speaking negativity over this person. You are not speaking illness into their life and into their you know, their whole mindset and, and the energy that they hold around themselves. And it's I think there's a, a much bigger responsibility for any of these people who are in a position of authority to think about how they present information that to understand yes. that they have that power over the person yes. and they need to be yeah. responsible for it. Absolutely, Tini. And this is really what I've learned from, you know, my own experience is that it, you can definitely cast, I call it a negative spell. And a negative yeah. spell is really, it's like, it's like a nocebo. It's the opposite of a placebo where basically you believe that the sugar pill is about to cure you and the mm. mind is so strong. And we're now knowing that the, if you believe something, if you have a thought, there is a, a physical reaction in the body that we can measure. And um, it has physiological and biological, makes physiological and biological changes in the body. That's how a placebo effect works. And exactly. they're right. And there's also the nocebo effect where we believe, okay, there's nothing we can do and this is going to be chronic. And then the body will react to the thoughts as well. And this is something I've become actually very, very passionate about to to reverse that because, you know, I was under this spell for so many years and so many people are under these spells and you're completely right. The issue is that as a doctor, you're not trained to know those things. And it's it's kind of mind-blowing if you think about it because, you know, when, when you're in residency, you always hear if someone gets better unexpectedly, oh, it's just a placebo, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that always... Um, really surprised me that they would say it because it's not just the placebo, there's something happening. There's something happening in the body. So how can we foster this? How can we reverse it? And how can we use our mind for healing? Because our mind is so extremely powerful and that is really has been my passion for for a long time. And the more I study about the subject, the more fascinating it actually gets. So it's so when- Mm-hmm. When you work as a medical intuitive, yes, how do you um, receive your information? Do you see mm-hmm. it, hear it, feel it, thought forms? Like what, what form does yes. that information come to you in? Um, well, you know, first I w- would like to, you know, tell, uh, talk a little bit about what actually a medical intuitive is because ah. maybe a lot of people don't know that, right? You know, when I say I'm a medical intuitive, Often people ask me, so what does that mean? Right. So basically, <laughs> so basically, I work with people who 
Normally they come with a chronic illness, something they have had for a very long time and they weren't able to do something about it. And so basically what I do is I have the intuitive ability to over a distance because I do all my sessions over the phone um, to look into the energy system of of this person and then I can see the energy flowing and the energy can then be linked to um, different states of health or illness or also to different um, emotions that they might have or beliefs that they hold because you know people need to understand that it's not just a physical body Mm. What we actually see as the physical body is just a tiny fraction of what's really happening because we are almost um, 100%, not not quite 100%, but we are almost 100% energy because when we go into what we are really made of, you know, the stuff that we are made of, you know, we are made of atoms and also subatomic particles, and they are tiny, 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 and there is just a vastness of space mm-hmm. between those particles. And this vastness of space is an energy. Mm-hmm. And so we really are energetic beings. And this energy has a signature, it's a frequency. And some people like me, I can pick it up. And then, um, as I said, link it to the state of health. And most importantly for me, it's important to know what happened for this person, what caused that illness and how can we reverse it? This is really the answers that I'm um, that I'm getting in my intuitive readings. And to go back to your question, for me, it's it's a combination of seeing, so I can see energy, mm-hmm. but it's mostly feeling. It's kind of hard to 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 really mm-hmm. describe, but it's a feeling. So I can basically feel if someone holds an emotion that is trapped and that might not have been released and that stems from the past. And this emotion is also an energy, right? Everything is an energy. An emotion is an energy in motion. Mm-hmm. And so if that energy is not released, if it's trapped in the body, it will do something to the body. Exactly. It will, um, yes. And so that is the mind-body connection, right? And so that's what I really, that's my passion is to help people to realize where they are stuck and help them to overcome not just the illness because this is really, you know, people always think it's it's just a symptom, but the symptom is is that what we see at the very last of a long um, chain of events, mm-hmm. right, from something that happens to us then maybe how we react to it, to the beliefs we hold, also the beliefs that, you know, the society holds. It's it's quite comprehensive. And also, you know, energies that that can be related to, you know, your relationships because there is a big connection too is between your state of health and what type of relationships you have. So mm-hmm. it's a really, it's a, it's a very holistic, I would say, and a very comprehensive picture that I am um, able to intuitively pick up. It's it's very interesting, um, you know, all the points you've just highlighted. And, I mean, there's so many ways I could, so many questions I could ask you right now. I'm having to force myself to pick just one. <laughs> but so, I guess what I want to know is when you let, so you're looking at a client and you're seeing their energy flows, and let's say you're able to 
identify the originating event mm-hmm. or emotional um yes. you know environment or whatever triggered the illness way mm-hmm. back out as it and I see an illness like you know what you were describing about there's the emotional and the energetic and then I see them as kind of layers and the the initial event or um dis ease or disharmony starts out here in the physical energetic body and then it comes down 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 to the layers and the final manifestation is in the physical body right but it it happened that's my kind of way that i visualize it so when you Mm -hmm. let's say you've got a client Mm -hmm. and you see you know what is the trigger for this illness and maybe there's several uh you give that information to the client are do they then have to take that information away and work through the healing process, or are you able to do some of the healing process in the session yeah. right there? Yeah, that's a great question, Amtini. So I definitely help people with, with moving the energy because I think, you know, sometimes, especially if it's old, you know, it's it's very stuck and it's old energy. They need some help to move it. Right. And I can definitely do this. But for me, my goal always is in the session also is to empower someone because I don't want people to, you know, feel like they constantly have to come to me. Mm-hmm. I want them to give, I want, that's really my passion is to give them and teach them tools and techniques so they can, they can work on themselves. So it always depends where someone is at, you know, in their lives and also in their illness, what can they really do? And also, what are their particular circumstances? But so it's really a combination of I don't, I don't, um, I just don't want to take all the responsibility away from the person and just mm-hmm. let me do everything because I, I have done that in the past and I've noticed that this is actually not, it's not so good for the person because, as I said earlier, when we, when when you learn something where you know, okay, now you have tools that you can use also in the future, it's empowering. And that is really, as I said earlier, that's what I want people to understand is that, and it brings me back to also the power that we have in our our minds, right, that Mm -hmm. we are so powerful, but we have not really learned to use this power and we have actually forgotten about this power. And there's so much research right now coming out and it's just so so incredible, Tini, what we can do when we align our body, mind, and soul towards a certain outcome. Mm-hmm. That's, well, that's what I teach people. Mm-hmm. And also the other thing that keeps coming to me, you know, whenever, you know, people talk about healings or going for healing, and oh, and I and mm-hmm. I went, and now it's gone, now I'm fine, and I'm like, okay, but why? Why was the dis-ease there in the first place? And what happens right. to the whole concept of of a healing journey? This this is in you because you need to learn things. You need to walk a process. You need to transform yourself. That's why people will often say about cancer, it was the worst thing and the best thing that ever happened to me. Yes, exactly. Because, you know, for us who we don't have um, a culture that supports a, a meditative practice or a way that we connect mm-hmm. in with source energy or our deeper self, illness is often the only way to get our attention and to make us go, okay, what what am I actually doing in this lifetime and is this actually what I'm here to do and is it serving me and am I, you know, improving life on this planet or am I just going through the motions every day and illness serves that purpose. So if you go to a healer like yourself and you just take it away, 
I think the person's just going to get the exact same message in a different form. Absolutely. Yes, Jeannie. And, you know, that's why I actually don't even want to call myself a healer mm-hmm. <laughs> for exactly those reasons. And you are, are so very right what you just said. It's really a journey, and that's what I also teach in my seminars is because, you know, first of all, when we look at a symptom itself, you know, people always, most of them, they just focus on the symptoms. Oh, I want my symptom go away. Mm-hmm. But what that's one thing that I teach in the very beginning is that the symptom actually is, is your body's way of communicating to you. And the body is governed by the subconscious mind. And the subconscious is more than 90% of our entire mind. So it has such an amazing wisdom and so much knowledge is in there. And so when we then experience a symptom, there are tools and techniques to really understand what is this, what my body is trying to tell me. Mm -hmm. And so when we just medicate it away, the symptom will go away, but what you just said is completely right, is that there is no learning involved. Yeah, and, and often, the message, the message yes, that your body absolutely. was trying to deliver is lost. So you still don't absolutely. have it. Right. And that's, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why when people have a, you know, a health challenge and they medicate it away, often something else will show up. Because yeah. the body then will will develop another symptom to get your attention and say, hey, something's not right here. Maybe it's the way you live. Maybe it's the thought you have. Maybe it's you're not on your path. Maybe you have a different soul's calling and you're not listening to it. And that's yeah. that's really so amazing and so powerful once you learn to tap into that and then make those changes in your life and that's exactly those are the people normally who recover those are the people who can heal from you know from even from cancer those are the people who said what you just said they said yes this was the hardest but the best thing that could ever happen to me Mm -hmm. and that's what i want to help people with because this is then it's it's not just you know overcoming your disease or your illness, it's really transforming yourself into the person who you want to be or who you, you're meant to become. Mm-hmm. I met yeah. um, a fellow who was a um, GI surgeon, and mm-hmm. he now has Parkinson's at a very young age. And he was telling me, he said, you know, I, I graduated medical school and I joined a practice where the doctor was chock-a-block. So he said I went boom into full you know, 10-hour days of surgery right out of med school, made crazy amount of money, uh, and did that nonstop until one day I developed Parkinson's. And, you know, he was, you know, kind of very firmly in the medical mindset and stuff. And I just looked at him and I said, so I said, well, the way that I approach these things is, right? And I kind of had a little conversation about what we've just talked Uh about. And I said, so I would, in your case, instead of saying I have Parkinson's, I would flip mm-hmm. it around and I would say, my body is speaking to me. What right. is it saying? And oh. he went, he, abso- he actually couldn't speak. For It hit him mm-hmm. with such a power. Wow. And he, we were just silent for like a couple of yeah. minutes and, and his <laughs> eyes were darting around and he just couldn't. And then he went, wow, that's, I'm going to have to think about that. Like the power of it just hit mm-hmm. him. And this is someone who's done nothing but be in the symptoms and cut out the symptoms. Right. And like to have this total reframe. And 
So I I love what you're doing, and I love that you're bringing it to people and giving them the tools. And is this um, what you're teaching? Because I know you have um, a seminar. It's at awakeningyourinnerhealer.com. Is that the process that you're walking people through? That's one one of the processes, yes, because the seminar has actually um, there are five different modules where we basically go what I call the different um, layers of healing. Uh, something that you actually already mentioned earlier is because you know when we really want to heal, we have to work with all these different aspects of ourselves, and one is the physical body and the physical symptom. And so, in the first module, I basically teach people exactly how to do this, how to connect to the symptom and then extract the message and, and hear the message so you can make those changes, right? Wow. But, now, um, wait, I have to stop you right there because that's okay. the place where a lot of my readers say, I just I just don't know what my body's saying. Mm. And that's where they have trouble. They, they really yes. want to, but yes. they just can't get into it. They can't hear it. So I love that you have an actual process that you're yes. teaching people that accomplishes that. Yes, it's it's actually the process is once you do it, it's quite simple. But I think it's you know, I, I totally get it why people say I can't, I I don't know what to do, I don't know how to how to you know hear the message, and so that's why we have these processes where we really take people on a journey where they can hear it and you know it's amazing what people because I've run this seminar before and it's, it's amazing the feedback I get you know where people once they really understand it and everyone does everyone gets the message everyone so does. there's nobody who goes through it and says well that didn't work for me um so far no right. no because people know I, and I know that they know because their body knows right mm-hmm, so the exactly. subconscious is so powerful it's it's as I said it's more than 90 percent so it is already in there. It's just what gets in the way is the logical thinking mind. It's the, the few percent that tries to control. And so there is a process where you can really take people out of that controlling um, consciousness and drop into the subconscious, and then they can have a conversation with that part, and they get the message because it's right. all there. It's yeah. in there. It's not, And I think it's so powerful because... That's that's another thing why I love this um, this program and this process is because when they come to me, I can tell them what I see, right? And I do tell them, but it's so much more powerful, Jeannie, when they get the message themselves. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the, that's the first module, and then what else do you teach people? Um, so, yeah, because there are the, the different layers, right? We, we have mm-hmm. the physical, we have the energetic um, body, we have the emotional, mental, and the spiritual body. And I think these are, need to all to be addressed when it comes to healing. And so the second layer is is the energy body. Is that mm-hmm. what, you know, what makes us up? It's the energy that runs through our bodies. And often we get also, we get, we have blockages there. And, you know, also, one thing that I'm seeing a lot with people who have a chronic illness is very often these people are very giving, you know, they're very giving. They often are the caretakers, they often they worry a lot about other people, want to make sure everyone else is okay, or often they have a hard time, you know, putting a boundary up, you know, mm-hmm. an energetic boundary between themselves and others. And this, the second module, is really about that, 
for people to recognize and learn that there is energy that runs in their bodies mm-hmm. and how can we preserve this energy because it's it's the life force and especially if you're not well you need to be very vigilant on how you spend that life force on what you spend it and, and this, is, this is the energy that, like, the Chinese would call chi, the Japanese exactly. call ki, Indians call prana. Like, every yes. culture everywhere has a name for this life force energy. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. And that's, um, that's, I think that's really key because what you said about the inability to put a boundary around mm-hmm. your own you know, ability to give and your own ability to expend your energy helping or assisting other people and having the ability to say no and be okay with yes. that, to say no in Absolutely. a way that supports mm-hmm. yourself. And these are the top challenges of anybody with a chronic illness. Absolutely. 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 Saying no is very, very powerful, and a lot of people have a huge issue with that. Yeah, and that's really what this is about. It's about learning to say no and learning, learning to be become aware of of your own energy and yeah, where do you spend it and mm-hmm. how do you spend it. So that's that's um, module number two where where I teach people those those techniques. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And then um, so we also have of course the emotional layer, and that is uh, that is really I mean they are all important, right? Yeah. But in the in the third um, module, basically, what I teach people is something that I've briefly mentioned earlier is when, basically, when people say to you, okay, this is chronic, there's nothing you can do, it's like a shock, right? It's a shock to the system. It's it's something where people often get stuck because they remember this incident so well, and it's, as I said, it's, a, it's like a negative spell. Mm. Or, you know, people have unexpressed emotions from the past where maybe they hold resentment or something happened to them, something traumatic, and they they know, okay, after those incidents, after that experience, five months later I got sick, right? So there's yeah. often a connection there. And in this module I teach people a hands-on technique that uses um, the electromagnetic energy in the hands and also in the body to move that energy out that is stuck and that is related to an emotional and a traumatic event. And that's very important because the more we clear clear out of our body, the more the energy flow and the more then um, energy is available also for the body to kick into self-healing mode. Right, right. Excellent. Uh-huh. And I love it. Um, it's all. It's all. Uh, everything you're talking about are all the crucial layers of healing. Something so that you get long-term healing, not just a yes. reprieve or <laughs> remission, or but to actually clear it from all of the levels, and it's really finally gone. Absolutely, and it's really it's it, those are life skills that I'm teaching. It's not just you know everyone could take this seminar. You don't need to be necessarily be sick because. You know, having tools where you can clear yourself is very powerful. You know, sometimes we get triggered and sometimes things happen and then we have this this tightness in our bodies and this hands-on technique that actually I I didn't um, come up with this myself. I was um, taught this technique. It's a whole system of healing. It's called um, advanced integrative therapy. But anyhow, it's it's something that you can do all the Mm -hmm. time when Mm -hmm. you need it. 
you can and that's that's why it's powerful and that's um it's it's a life skill really life skills that I'm teaching that too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because mm-hmm. it's not just that you know abusive or traumatic or um you know damaging events happen once. <laughs> you know, yeah, what are yeah. you going to do the next time it happens or you know maybe you find yourself in a relationship and all of a sudden the realization hits you, wow, this is this is a really emotionally abusive or sick or whatever mm-hmm. relationship and well now you've got you need to have a tool to take yourself through that same healing process again. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I mean the best thing would be to, you know, do it right when it happens, right after it happens. But mm-hmm. you still can use it also from years ago, you know, when something happens from years ago. But I agree, I mean it's something I think that this technique should be taught in school mm-hmm. <laughs> for the kids to know how to release energy that is not helpful for them. Definitely. Exactly. That would be great. Yeah. Very, very good point. And then is that the end of the process or are there more layers or I'd, more? Yeah, there are two more. There are two more modules because we have two more layers and the the fourth one basically deals with the mind because the mind, as I said, is so very powerful and this module is really about how can you use the mind for healing. How can you reset your mind so that you can heal? And often roadblocks to healing here are negative beliefs, things that we think about ourselves. And especially when it comes to healing and when someone has a chronic illness, you know, they have they have made experiences that formed certain beliefs or maybe they got it from their parents or their society or even from the doctor. Mm-hmm. And often those beliefs are, it's impossible to heal this condition or I cannot heal myself. You know, those are types of negative beliefs that are that are powerful because a belief is basically like a law that you unconsciously put on your body and on yourself. Mm-hmm. Because every thought, that's what we're learning, is it's every thought that you have has a physical response and a biological response. Those are so-called neuropeptides that are released when, when you think a thought. And those beliefs are often also very powerful because sometimes they're not really conscious. So mm-hmm. I first take people basically through a process where they can find out, so what do I really believe? And let's really look at that. Well, that that reminds me of when my eldest son was uh, four and we were over at this friend's house and the father was interacting with his four-year-old son. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I can't even remember what he did or what happened, but I remember him saying, well, life sucks. He might as well find out sooner rather than later. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. Oh my gosh, that's your legacy. That's what you're giving to yes. your child. And and you know the kids for life sucks. Yes. You might as well find out sooner. Oh. That's a negative belief that is going to lock him into a, a mode of existence that is you know absolutely. he's not going to remember where that came from. Yeah, absolutely. And especially with children, you're so right. It's you have to be careful what to tell them because. So what happens is with children, they are in a different brainwave state than we mm-hmm. um, as grown-ups. So they're different brainwaves. And right now we are in a beta state. Most likely is, is is that state where we have some attention and we can, you know, talk about uh, logical things. But children, they don't have this this ability because up to a certain age, up to about certain, I think, age seven to eight, 
they are in a brainwave state which is called a theta state, mm-hmm. theta brainwave. It's a certain frequency of the brain where everything that is said, everything that they experience goes into the brain without the filter of reasoning. Mm-hmm. And that's what you said is completely right. This would be an experience um, for this child that he were in incorporate that the body will think it's true because that goes unfiltered into the brain and um those there are a lot of beliefs and but we can you know we can learn to make them conscious again and then when we are you know grown up we can really look at okay what are the beliefs and what what does serve me and what does not serve me mm-hmm. and so this is the process i'm i'm taking people through and there are also there are a lot of you know techniques how you can change a belief but i always say wouldn't it be wonderful if we you know if we would had parents that were aware of that like you are aware you are aware and so you can be very cautious and mindful of what you tell your people but most sorry your children but most people were not that fortunate right they had parents that didn't know and so we have to undo it and especially when it comes to healing is what what beliefs do we want to have? Yeah, exactly. and that is that process, mm-hmm. and that's the fourth module. Okay, and that, that's, that's also fabulous. And so then, where do we go in the fifth module? And the fifth module is the last one, and that ties into what you said earlier with the journey, right? What is our journey, and what is the gift in our, you know, health challenge or in our challenges? What, where does our spirit wants to take us? And this is the fifth, the fifth module where I help people to understand that they are on a journey and they can use this, this challenge to turn it around and really create the life that they are actually meant to live. Mm-hmm. And this is about tapping into, <clears throat> I'm sorry, tapping into your inner guidance and listening to that voice, that inner voice that always tells you what to do and what not to do, but we often, we don't listen to it. Yeah. And um that is it's also very powerful once people realize that they have an inner compass that really tells them what to do and also mm-hmm. when it comes to healing because there are so many so many modalities to pick from and supplements to take and and doctors to go to when it can be very confusing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you have the ability to connect to your intuition and you can ask yourself what is in my highest interest? Who am I supposed to see? What are, what shall I do? And they can then act upon that intuition and that knowing. Then it becomes very, very powerful. And then they will also learn that you can, that this the illness can be a huge opportunity for positive change for them. You know, it's it's very interesting mm-hmm. as you're speaking, and I love mm-hmm. the fact that you've called this course "Awakening Your Inner Healer" because, you know, it's it's that ability to heal and all of the things you've talked about through the five modules. We all mm-hmm. have those already. It's just that we either don't know it or we're not fluent. Or, and then the second thing that that popped into my head was I was thinking about the resistance of people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there is a definite resistance of people saying, "Oh, just heal me. Just, just mm-hmm. I need to yes. go see that doctor. Where's the pill? Just right. oh, good. cut it out." 
Like there's this, and I see the same resistance in my kids because, uh, you know, maybe they have something and, and they'll be like, well, you you do the EFT for me. You do the, the thing. And I'll be like, well, yes, I could. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But then you won't have it for yourself. But there is a definite resistance. Oh, I saw a lie back and have you do it for me. Mm-hmm. And where do you think, and it's like it's right from when they're little, right? So where, and it, it comes through to adulthood. Because I know even for myself, I'm like, if I'm struggling with something, I'll be like, rather than turning inward and going within myself and making that journey, I'll think, oh, I'll just, I'll just, call my friend um, who's a seer and see what she sees. <laughs> There's yeah. always this impulsion to go, oh, just fix it. Do you do you have any insight around that or, like, what's going on there? Why is that so strong for all of us? Well, I think it's, I mean, I don't know if I have the absolute answer here, but what I've seen is that, you know, we, I, I think we just are not, we are not used to it because we haven't been really taught how to, and I think it's also something that is like an unconscious re- reflex, so to speak, because mm. in some ways we all want to be taken care of, right? right. We want to feel safe and we want to have someone who we can trust and look up to. So I think it comes from really not the grown-up part. It comes from more of a, a part inside of us that is still not completely grown up. Right. And that's what at least I'm seeing, and I, I definitely get that. We all have some type of resistance, but we can work through this resistance when we ask ourselves. So two things we can ask ourselves is, A, where does this come from? And B, well, which, how old I am in that moment? We can ask ourselves that yeah. when we have the resistance. So we can well, say, okay, maybe I'm five or six. And then the, the number B is, so what purpose does my resistance have? Does this serve me in some way? And this is actually a very interesting question too because sometimes, very often, there is also some type of secondary gain we have, right? When we, you know, take, we don't take the responsibility or we, we want to we wanna be fixed. And yeah. so a secondary gain is something that we have to look at. What, what, what does what do I get out of this? And, and I'm going to jump in there because I know uh-huh. that when people are ill, this is the place they get really mad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they yeah, go, yeah. are you crazy? I'm getting nothing from this illness. And so I'm going to just drop a few suggestions in here <laughs> from yeah. experience that um, if you have a chronic illness and, um, you know, it's difficult for you to, you know, get things done and whatever, first of all, maybe you will lose your ability yeah. to rest. You won't be able yes. to just go lie down and rest. You won't have a good enough reason because, as you pointed out earlier, you don't have a strong boundary in place that allows you to be in full strength and full full health and say no and go lie down and do something that right. nurtures and pampers yourself. So that's the first thing. Second thing that I see a lot is, um, you know, the the pressure to earn an income and fully support yourself can be very scary for certain people in certain circumstances. So when you have an illness, boom, you have a reason. You have an out, right, that, mm-hmm. that you can get out of that pressure and that um, requirement. And then, of course, in extreme cases, if you're receiving disability, 
then that's even a huger gain because if you heal yourself, you're going to lose the income that you've Mm -hmm. generated through your illness and, you know, so on and so on. And so when people say, there's no, I'm gaining nothing, always, you know, have the courage to look beneath the surface and say, I'm getting something, even if it's just the chance to rest and nurture myself for a period of time each day. Yes, absolutely, Tini. And I think, you know, we have to be very compassionate and and understanding when it comes to that because most people are not aware of the motivation that drives them. And there is really no blame also involved because, again, this is most likely from beliefs that that don't really serve them but that they are not aware of. And so a lot of people actually with a chronic illness have a fear of healing. Absolutely, and that is something that we explore in, in one of the modules. And the fear could be, you know, what you already said, I'm losing all these benefits or no one's going to care for, for me, so maybe it's not even safe to heal. You know, mm-hmm. it's a, that's a big negative belief. It is not safe to heal. And but, you know what all of this mm-hmm. is plugging into for me? And it's going back to, you know, the what you said about um, believing that this is coming from that you know the unwillingness to heal yourself and looking to outside healers is mm-hmm. even possibly coming from the place of the child and yes. you know what keeps coming back again and again as we're talking is the image that you know the woman who is waiting for the the knight on the white horse to ride in and just oh I see. yes and i yes. think it's the same route i think we're dealing with the same route and when i go well, what's underneath that, right? And that's such a strong cultural desire. I mean, it's in all mm-hmm. of our stories. It's in all of our movies. It's everywhere, yes, right? That's so true. we know that's a, that's a primal foundational desire. Um, and I go, well, what's underneath that? What's underneath the woman who just wants to be lifted up and taken care of? And the person, again, for the health, right? Just Just heal me. I don't want that. Why do we not want that power, to provide for ourselves, to heal ourselves. to, And then I think that's coming from the reluctance to step into our power and magnificence in this world and be who we can truly be. Because, And then we're back into the subconscious and the ego who starts feeling really scared. Well, that's really scary. Come back here where it's safe. Because I have no idea what being powerful and magnificent feels like, but I really know this space, so come back here. Yes. Absolutely, because it comes back to fear, you know, but yes, it always comes back to fear. All negative beliefs are actually, if you really dig deep in there and you ask deeper and deeper and deeper questions, at the end you you end up with a fear. So the fear is, you know, fear is interesting because it's it's really, there's a great acronym, um, which was F is um, false, expectations appearing real, fear. Uh. expectations appearing real and it's so fear is really also it's basically a projection that we have it's a it's a thought that we have about the future if this happens then then that happens so fear is something that is really not based in presence it's mm-hmm. based in a future model of our you know life and so there there are a lot of ways to work with fear, but it's a very strong, you know, motivator to do something or to just stay put too. It goes in, in, in both directions. And so I think that's what I said earlier. That's why we have to be really compassionate also. We know people, okay, we, you know, work with people and 
work with them where they are at because I think that deep down everyone wants to be free. Everyone yeah. wants the same thing. Everyone wants to feel loved, wants to be healthy, wants to have work their love and, you know, have great relationships. Mm-hmm. So we're not really that unique in that sense. We all have the same basic needs. And so we can get there once we work through the fear. And for some people, fear is very strong. But for others, um, they have maybe already worked through it or they have, they have, they can maybe put a distance more mm-hmm. between themselves and the fear. And yeah. now you have a free um, webinar, I believe, coming up where you're going to actually walk people through some of this process? Um, I have a webinar coming up on the 20th. And um, the webinar, yeah, the webinar is called The Three Secrets to Extraordinary Health and How to Heal from Chronic Illness. And so I give um, some tips and and techniques in in this free webinar. Yes, and that's on the on the twentieth at five p.m. Pacific and, time. And it's going to be really practical, right? Like you're actually going to do some of the work during the webinar, not just the information. It's going to be information, but it's something that that's definitely in the webinar where I give people practical tips, something that they can do right away. And there's also a, a free bonus that I'm surprise bonus that I'm going to send them if they join the seminar. Okay. So uh, they sorry, can, the webinar. Yeah. Yeah. So they can sign up for that at awakeningyourinnerhealer.com. Correct. Yes. Correct. Perfect. And yes. then. If you guys want more information about Dr. Katerina and, you know, her other programs or books or private sessions with her, you can get um, all of that at drkaterina.com. So that is D-R, doctor, and then Katerina, K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-A.com. And I, I, I'm really excited to see, um, you know, how helpful these tools are going to be for people and I love the fact that you're moving out of the one-on-one sessions which you can only do so many and into taking all these techniques and like you said empowering people so they now have a toolkit that they can use forever Yes, that's my passion. That's my passion. And I also want to um, add um, also that my next online seminar that we've talked about briefly um, starts on the 25th, and there is a ton of bonus materials that we don't even uh, didn't even mention here. There's a ton of other stuff that is involved, so everyone who wants to check this out, this is at awakeningyourinnerhealer.com slash seminar. So that's Perfect. the link. It's Yes. Excellent. Thank you so much, Katerina, for sharing all of your wisdom and your experience with us today. Thank you, Jeannie, for giving me the opportunity. It was wonderful. It's excellent, and I'm sure we'll we'll be talking again soon. Okay. Thanks so much, Jeannie. Thank you.